My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the monthly horoscope for July 2021. So, as always, if you're listening on the podcast, you can also find this on the Quiet Mind Astrology YouTube channel now, where I have videos for this. And I'll have some extra bonus content exclusively for the Vedic Astrology membership, which you can check out at quietmindastrology.com. So just to jump right into it, what are the five things to focus on and the five things to that are not as favorable maybe to avoid or work around this month? Number one, it's a great month for any sort of celebrations, gatherings, music, dance, any sort of public events. Why am I saying these things? I'll get into it and the nuts and bolts of it in a little bit, but it's a great month to get out and do some sort of celebrating events and gatherings, if possible, depending on your circumstances, wherever you are. But as things are opening up around the world, this is even more and more favorable, especially here in the U.S. But hopefully where you are, you're able to do some sort of things like this this month. Generally, it's favorable for that. Number two, it's a great month for any sort of historical or ancestral deep research, going into understanding your past, where you come from, maybe your own family, your genealogy, maybe you've done some sort of uh, DNA test, things like that, or 23andMe or those kind of things, but also just studying history and going back through deep sort of research and things of the past which whatever you're interested in. So maybe you're not interested in your family lineage or historical things, but something of going back in the past and doing some sort of deep research of the past. It's a very favorable month for that. Number three, any sort of healing or nurturing activities, things that help you feel replenished, restored, revitalized. Even if you're here in the Northern Hemisphere, just sunbathing, soaking up the sun, very favorable time for doing these sort of healing activities. Number four, and if you're any in any sort of position of wanting to be an activist or a protester or things like that, going back through history and this particular transit we're having right now, there have been a lot of protests at this time uh, in these kind of situations astrologically. So peaceful protests, peaceful is the key word there. And getting to the root of issues of people in power and doing things legally. So there have been some interesting events like this happening recently already. But this month of July is a very favorable time for that. Now, maybe you're not into activism or protesting at all. Uh, but some, in some ways, maybe supporting causes you care about to create change that you care about in society. It's a big big issue and topic right now globally, but especially here in the U.S. And there's been a lot of protests over the last year and a lot of things like this with social change. So it is a time in the transits right now that's actually quite rare. So I'll get into more about the details of that in today's episode. Some pretty interesting things. I actually found some really interesting things I didn't know about in a great YouTube video that I'll share later. And number five favorable thing this month is any sort of reviewing, revising, revisiting, restoring structures in your life. So, for example, for me personally, like changing the way I do my own accounting and bookkeeping, restructuring that. That's a foundational thing that has to do with something that is usually considered foundational finances and money and currency, which is a root chakra thing, root survival, basic needs kind of thing. 
So going back to structures like that and any sort of structures you have in place, like uh, any sort of systems that you use, any sort of ways of managing your life, your energy, your resources, uh, teams, collaboration, things like this, anything that has to do with the structures of your life, your routines, your habits, this is a great time this month to review those things and revise those things as needed. I like to do personally a quarterly review. So we're right into the next quarter of the year right now as I'm recording this at late June. So I go, you know, January, February, March is one quarter, April, May, June, second quarter, and now going into the third quarter of the year, July, August, September, and sort of planning my main things in my life around that and business and personal life. So it's a great time to do a sort of quarterly review at the beginning of July if you do that sort of thing or are interested in that sort of thing. Now, the five things that are less favorable, and of course, this is all going to vary quite a bit. So I will have a sign-by-sign -sign interpretation on the Vedic Astrology membership. So you want to know where things are in your chart and how they're affecting you personally. I'll have that in the membership. And of course, I do readings as well to go even more in-depth. So what's favorable for one person might not be for another and vice versa. So take what resonates and leave the rest. Five least favorable in general astrologically this month. Number one is lending money of any sort. There's a few reasons for that, but just any sort of borrowing out money, not the best time to do that. Number two is anything that requires harsh behavior. So this is where I'm saying if you're going to do any sort of activism or protesting or uh, fighting for any causes you care about, avoiding getting harsh and reactive and triggered about it, and doing the deeper internal work. Same with relationships. If there's some sort of big confrontation or conflict to work through, it's actually a favorable month to talk through things, but to not let it get heated and reactive. And of course, if anything is reactive inside of you, there is something inside of you to navigate and work through. And the external manifestation of that is just a reflection of what's happening inside. This is the core of doing deep personal work and shadow work and deep ancestral work. If you understand your past or history, and you know, for me, it's very, very limited what I know about my own ancestry, but knowing some degree of it and some degree of the patterns that maybe you grew up in, uh, whether you had a traditional family or not, the, how that might influence and shape how you show up in the world now, of course, that has a massive impact on us in creating some scars and these patterns that we are always working through. Number three, starting completely new things from scratch is not so favorable this month. So again, something that maybe, as I've talked about recently, if it's been in the works for a while, you've been thinking about it for a while, totally okay. But if it's totally out of the blue, not so much. Number four, any sort of inner teenager decision-making. So maybe you've heard of this concept of a psychological framework that we have an inner child, an inner teenager, and an inner adult. And obviously, ideally, we want the adult to be leading and driving the car of our lives in this metaphor. And sometimes the inner teenager can take over the wheel and start driving. Sometimes the inner child, the really young part of us, can take over the wheel of our lives and start driving. And it's a whole other topic to get into another time. But this inner teenager part of ourselves is very active this month, especially around the middle of the month. Uh, with Mars and Venus together is sort of this like fun spark kind of energy that can happen with Mars and Venus together, passionate and 
intense and impulsive. And like a teenager, it's like we don't always think very far ahead, as you might have heard how as a teenager, the frontal lobe is not fully developed until we're around 25. And then we have more of this rational reasoning thinking, and we can think ahead and long term. But when we're younger, we're, we tend to make more impulsive decisions and sometimes dumb decisions. And that's what Mars and Venus together can do this month. And we are starting the month that way. So it's an influence really throughout the whole month, but especially around the middle of the month when we get to this thing called a Gandanta point, that things are going to be more likely to be sort of impulsive. And the inner teenager that likes to be rebellious and independent and you tell me I'm not going to do it, so I am definitely going to do it because you said not to do it. That kind of energy can really take over in the middle of the month. And we want to be mindful of it because ultimately that is not independent. It's actually reactive. It's actually completely controlled by an external force, right? Just say, don't do it, and then you do it, right? That, that is not independent. That is the teenager's rebellious spirit thinking they're being independent, but it's actually being very easily manipulated. So notice if that comes up in you at all, where you're reactive to others or being impulsive or extra passionate about things, uh, that will pass, of course. This too shall pass. And then number five, impulsive, passionate decisions. Oh, I just said that. So <laughs> I, I put it in there twice, basically. Same idea, Mars, Venus, Scandanta point. Uh, you want to be mindful of not doing anything too rash. So those are the, the big overview general interpretations. Again, I'm going to go into more depth here now and talk about the nine major, uh, my, nine significant transits happening this month and the major general influences of the uh, outer bodies that are happening all month. So all month, we got this outer body influence of Pluto being retrograde in Capricorn, which is all year Pluto and Capricorn. And that I've talked about in the past is this energy of revolution. And of course, we're seeing these issues come to the fore in politics a lot in the world. And uh, this, again, as I've said, this last happened during the American and French revolutions way back in the day. So this is an ongoing thing for the next 19 years. It's a long transit. And we're seeing it slowly unfold of political structures changing. Pluto shakes the foundation of where it is right now in Capricorn, which is very much the foundation, its government, its structures, its politics, all of that's being shaken up significantly. Neptune is retrograde in Aquarius all month. As I talked about at the end of last month, this is a time of disillusionment, of dropping the illusions, seeing through the veil of Maya illusion that we all see our lives through and we really can't escape it. Right? Just by the nature of observing our lives, we are observing illusion. So even if we think we are seeing completely clearly and everything is exactly as I see it, it's still my own perception. It's still my own perspective. And even what I'm saying to you right now is my unique perspective. And you might completely disagree and have a different worldview, and that's fine. But what's happening right now with Neptune being retrograde is we are walking back our beliefs, walking back our illusions. Did we think the world was one way? Maybe now we're starting to see things are not quite what we thought they were. And it's important that we have an open mind right now. Of course, it's always a good thing to have, but also healthy skepticism. But to really question ourselves to a degree and, and seek deeper and go beyond the surface layer questions and assumptions to 
what is it that I really want to create in my life? And what visions have I had for my life in the past that it's time to reshape or maybe let go or release? And anytime with anything retrograde, remember the re-words, review, revise, revisit, restorative yoga even, uh, release, relinquish. Ultimately, spirituality is about being able to relinquish with grace and let go of what no longer serves and be welcome and open to what's next. Of course, as I mentioned, uh, the UFO thing came out from the U.S. government. It's like this big date supposed to be the date that Neptune goes retrograde happened to be the date that they're supposed to release all this information. And I read through that whole paper uh, that was released to the Pentagon in the U.S. And of course, as I said, it's just basically inconclusive. We don't have enough information. We've got a bunch of reports, but not enough information to say what these unidentified objects are. So that's kind of uh, part for the course with government things, of course. There's going to be an official story that's a certain thing, and uh, people have their own uh, theories and conclusions about it. But on a personal level, it's about dispelling illusions and dropping any sort of expectation that uh, we're supposed to be a certain way or things are supposed to go a certain way. Now, also Uranus is in Aries, which I haven't really talked about because we've been just like in the middle of that transit for a while. It started in July 2016. It goes until June 2024. It's a long one. But interesting enough, when was the last time this happened? 1933 to 1940. Anything interesting you remember happening in 1933 to 1940 in your history class? Yes, this was an interesting time of history and uh, the rise of Hitler, Adolf Hitler. So very strong beliefs and very righteous beliefs about a certain way of the world being and uh, very, very divisive beliefs. And we just take that as much as we can from just an objective perspective. What was it? What happened? And how is that also happening to some degree now? very, very strong beliefs from very strong opinionated people and very authoritative people. And not everybody is on board with it. And not everybody really is having a choice to be on board with it or not. And there is a lot of things being omitted from major stories. And interesting enough, going back through history, and you know, I keep, I, I love research, if you haven't noticed, and it's really strong in my chart. Uh, I love going back through history. It's like, okay, so Uranus was here in this time. What was happening in 1933 and 1940? Anything that seems relevant to now? Uh, some interesting things I didn't know about, but I, I learned that like the New York Times buried anything about what was happening in Nazi Germany as far as uh, Jewish segregation or anything like that of what was happening in the concentration camps. Uh, very interesting. There's a whole book about this, but... It was not uh, what was being told in the media was not the full story. It was fulfilling a narrative. And it's very important to consider for ourselves, is there anything like that happening now? Is there anything from the sources of information that you're receiving that is potentially, is there anything being omitted? Very interesting book you might be interested in reading is How to Lie with Statistics. And when you see these little 
patterns of how to use certain numbers to get a certain effect and a certain uh, response from people, you can see that uh, very clearly when it's being used. And that's an interesting book to read about what might be happening with some of the things that we see in the media today. Now, Jupiter is going retrograde. That's going to be that started last month, as I mentioned, it's going to be going for a few months now. Jupiter, the planet of expansion and growth, retracting. And this is not such a big deal. It happens a lot every year. Jupiter goes retrograde for a while. So uh, there is this sort of walking back of the expansion of government restrictions is really what this is played out as uh, because of the strong Saturn influence over Jupiter. The expansion that we've seen has been an expansion of government expansion of structures and their influence on society because Jupiter has been ruled by Saturn and Capricorn, which is that uh, structural influence. Now Jupiter is going to go back from Aquarius. There it is now. Jupiter went into Aquarius uh, earlier this year and it moved into this energy of expansion and optimism and growth and progressive ideals for society. And now it's going back and it's going all the way back through Capricorn to walk back and learn from the lessons we've learned of the expansion of government restrictions and policies and government authority. And this is a, a pretty interesting time because this hasn't happened with Jupiter and Saturn in Capricorn as we've experienced over the last year since 1961. Now, what was happening in 1961 and 1962? As I mentioned in previous podcasts, that of course was the beginning of this uh, sort of counterculture revolution and the hippie movement and all these things, civil rights movement, a lot of really interesting and profoundly really society changing things happening. And there are some things I actually, you know, always researching, I didn't know about and didn't realize how much, how similar this time really is to that time of 1961 to 62 when this transit last happened. And we're going through the tail end of that right now. It's not going to happen again for another 60 years. So it's a really big deal. It happens basically every 60 years. And actually kept going back 60 years, 60 years, all the way through history to find some patterns. And that's part of what I'm talking about without getting into all the weeds of it. Uh, but there was a very fascinating video that I found uh, about the big societal changes in the 60s. I'll have a link to that in the show notes on the podcast and on the YouTube. So if you're curious, check it out. It's really, really phenomenally researched. And it clarifies a lot of what we're hearing in political rhetoric now in the news and the media. So I personally like avoided all the news and media until I really got into astrology more because it really just helps us see the patterns of what's happening in society. Uh, so I've just gotten more and more into it and more and more learning all these things that were really quite interestingly hidden or buried or they're obscured in a lot of the, the things that we hear and see now. So this uh, really well-researched video goes back through a lot of source text of what has shaped political thought today. So I'll have a link to that. It's called The New Left of the 1960s, and a lot about how uh, this counterculture movement shaped the 1960s and really what's happening now in ways that I had no idea were so deeply connected. Really interesting stuff. So check out that link if you're curious. Highly recommend it. It was very eye-opening for me. And uh, when, he, when he brought up 1961, 62, I was like, wait a minute, 
this is extremely relevant. This is exactly the transit we're going through right now. So definitely worth checking out. And then Saturn is retrograde right now, all month. And it will move into a different nakshatra at the end of the month. But uh, again, this reviewing, revising, revisiting these structures that have been put into place. And of course, as I mentioned before, this uh, Saturn in Capricorn kicking off the pandemic. And I found this exact quote from history.com, which is uh, sometimes a good resource, sometimes not. But uh, it, it does show like this exact quote from people talking about what started the Black Plague in 1345. What started the Black Plague, which is kind of the one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, plague that we reference back to when we talk about pandemics. And in the old texts, in the old like history books, of what it said started the plague, it didn't say it was a virus or a disease. It said it was the conjunction of Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars started the disease. And of course, what happened in March 2020, it was the conjunction of Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars right around the time that the pandemic started. Uh, and there we go. Just a fun little interesting fact that I saw that was in the history books, 1345, as I kept going back through, okay, Saturn, Jupiter, and Capricorn, when did it happen? Yes, and it was in Capricorn when Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars conjuncted the beginning of 19, or 1345 and in 2020 in March. Uh, again, as I go back, as, as I see what's happened over the last year with, it's, you know, some people don't know. I've talked to some people and they don't actually know that there have been tens of thousands of accounts deleted from social media and censored. And basically anybody who publishes anything that is not uh, in the major uh, narrative is deleted and censored. Uh, and some people didn't actually know that. As I thought everybody was kind of aware of this happening, but tens of thousands of accounts. And essentially, if it's anything that's against uh, what is the mainstream narrative. In a lot of cases, what's been happening over the last several weeks and months now is those people who were deleted, the things that they were saying are being validated by further research. So they were maybe the, on the cutting edge of saying, wait a minute, we need to look at this, we look at that. And those things uh, were enough to get them deleted from social media and their voice silenced. But those same things are now coming to the light and being presented by the mainstream narrative as new information. So very interesting stuff. And uh, without getting too divisive or political, that, that is a very interesting thing that's happening. And as I go back through these past pandemics and plagues, I'm curious how much of that might have been happening at the same time. Because uh, with Saturn in Capricorn, it is about the increased influence of structures and governments and policy. Massively strong, massively influential. And that is what Saturn and Jupiter is considered debilitated there. So the planet of expansion and growth and wisdom suppressed and silenced, essentially. It's Saturn, the government saying, no, you're not going to express your wisdom and philosophy here. We're going to use these structures and organizations and policies instead. Jupiter is the guru, the wisdom. Shani, Saturn is father time, it's the disciplinarian, it's the structures, it's the delays, the setbacks. And Jupiter is at its weakest there, Saturn Saturn and Mars, uh, which is very interesting, as it flows together, does say SARS, uh, which is the name of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Didn't catch that before, a little, little slip there. Uh, but Saturn uh, is in Capricorn is extremely strong, extremely 
uh, suppressive, extremely controlling, extremely dominating over anything that's not within a structure. So again, I'm trying to present this as just uh, neutral information, observing what is happening in society and in culture. And Mars is exalted in Capricorn. So Mars, the warrior energy, which is violent and destructive and uh, attacks at its strongest. So this energy of the government using strong force to suppress the expansion of wisdom and philosophy and ideals and beliefs of Jupiter. So read into that what you will, but that is an interesting little uh, thing that I've noticed here. It's an interesting little uh, pattern here. And I'm curious, you know, we won't be able to probably find, just, just think of, uh, you know, if thousands, tens of thousands of people have been deleted in this past year from having a voice and essentially the history of what's happened in the past year, I can only imagine how many times it's happened in the past. And then learning about the New York Times and the Holocaust and how they basically hid that from their mainstream coverage of it until much later. Uh, you know, you wouldn't have thought something so terrible was happening there uh, in Nazi Germany. So that was suppressed, right? And that is, uh, you know, that was accepted and understood as we go back through history, that is acknowledged fact. And uh, it's, it's very easy for all of this information to be lumped into just, oh, crazy conspiracy theories. And I think that is a great way to silence anybody you disagree with. Uh, so it's important to have an open mind. And as we go through this period of Neptune uh, dispelling illusions in Aquarius, these kind of things will come more and more to the forefront. Uh, some important things, if you're curious to go more and learn more, uh, look up Kerry Mullis, the inventor of the PCR test. Uh, look up what he said about the PCR test and how it should or should not be used. Look up what he said about Anthony Fauci. Uh, and, and you'll you'll see, come to your own conclusions. Look up CT count for uh, testing and why that should or should not be over 25. Uh, so, so things like this are very interesting to go into, uh, but are never talked about in the mainstream narrative, but maybe they will be in the next year. Now, over this past month, recently, uh, what's been happening? Uh, a couple of interesting things that I found. Uh, so, it's reviewing structures. Just today, actually, terrible, unfortunate event. A, a building in Florida just collapsed. Uh, they had a plan. They were going to uh, change or restore the structure of it, but it's collapsed and uh, it's, it's a terrible thing. So that uh, is an example of how important it is right now to reevaluate our structures, reevaluate our foundations, literally. And even in your home, if you have a house and the foundation, assessing that, making sure that it is solid and doesn't need to be, uh, if it needs to be restored in any way. Uh, the Mexican rail collapse that happened, this is a lesser known story, but an example again of like these structures uh, falling that, that need to be tended to. Uh, a large fire in the London Railway Arch. Again, these structures needing to be taken care of. Uh, let's see. So scientists obtain magnetic nano powder for 6G technology. So we are seeing like some big technology breakthroughs that are likely to keep happening with like the Rahu and K2 thing I've been talking about. 
UN Human Rights Chief calls for a national reparations program. So again, as I talked about civil rights, uh, making massive progress again through this transit. And uh, so the UN human rights official, very influential person, suggesting uh, a national reparations program in the US and anywhere that slavery was enacted, uh, saying you know that's uh, the next step in civil rights movement. And uh, there was an interesting thing here. So with this uh, Gandanta point happening with Mars and Venus being Gandanta, looking back to history when that last happened, it happens about every two years. So not super uncommon. So in your relationships, looking back over the past two years, about two years ago, maybe the exact month here, uh, and looking back over your relationship and any sort of decisions you made, especially from that inner teenager part of yourself, uh, that may have been, might have been impulsive or uh, not thinking fully clearly and deciding you know, if that's something you want to change, if there's new choices you want to make around that. So August 2019 was the last Gandanta point of Mars and Venus going from Cancer to Leo. Gandanta is a spiritual knot. It's when a planet transits from a, a fire sign to a water sign or a water to a fire sign. So it's ending the cycle of elements in the zodiac. So it's often a big time of uh, major things. So like it, there can be uh, explosions, uh, explosive things happening bombings, protests, shootings, stabbings. The Mars energy is intense. It's going out of the water into the fire and Venus is with it. So there is this sort of rambunctious, impulsive uh, thing that can be happening. So again, this is why I say, like, if you're going to be in any sort of social protest, anything like that, like peaceful, peaceful, stay away from the violence, stay away from the intensity. So that's happened in the last Gandanta point. And that's happening this month in the middle of the month, July 14th to 15th is when that happens. Uh, another interesting thing, the first, you know, terrible thing, but the first death from vaping was associated with this last Gondanta point. So I was going to say this, maybe there was some issues related to that. And then I look at the headlines today and it's, uh, it's already there. So there's a four, $40 million vaping lawsuit, $40 million awarded to somebody uh, in a vaping lawsuit against a vaping company who marketed to children. Uh, again, that inner teenager, that the smoking is a very teenager, kind of rebellious. I'll show you while I give myself cancer, right? Sort of activity. So, uh, and that uh, major revelations coming to the front about that. Very interesting thing, last Gondanta point. So again, I'm going to try to steer away from going too far into what might be considered conspiracies. But uh, again, last Gondanta point was the same time Jeffrey Epstein died allegedly in jail a lot of very uh, mysterious uh, things around that and then just this past week right as we're about to go into that gondanta point again uh, john mcafee was found dead as he was about to be transported even though he said multiple times he would not kill himself and he's uh, ruled a suicide uh, apparently he talked to his wife that day and said i'll call you later tonight and uh yeah, so that was the night he was found dead. And uh, it's very interesting. If you want to explore that, John McAfee, the guy who created the antivirus software. Everyone knows anti McAfee, uh, McAfee antivirus from the 90s. That's the guy. Yeah, very eccentric, weird guy. But uh, he said multiple times in jail that he would not kill himself. And he was going to expose a bunch of corruption. And then he 
was found dead uh, just this past week, uh, right about the same time as the last Gandanta point with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Interesting, weird stuff. Uh, and then last interesting thing there was there was the human chain protest in Hong Kong uh, protesting to create do democracy in China. And that was in August 2019. So again, that's another indication of likely we'll see some major protests this time uh, uh, this month. Uh, as it is a time to be out and celebrating, and that one of the ways large social gatherings could manifest is a protest uh, with everything else going on. And we did see this past weekend tens of thousands of people uh, in the UK marching for freedom. So again, another thing you will not hear on the news, <laughs> but if you know where to search, you'll find these things. Uh, so tens of thousands of people marching for freedom in the UK. And uh, that's actually lots of things like that have been happening over the last several months. But I think there'll be even more this, this month here in July. And it's supposed to be the uh, Freedom Day in the UK now. It's moved to July 19th, which I think will be a massive date this month. July 20th is the biggest date of this month. So uh, Mars is going into Maga Nakshatra. Mars has been in a pretty rough position for the last uh, two months. And that, as I've mentioned, had a big influence on cryptocurrency markets and financial markets. And as it goes into MAGA, especially a little bit after that, a couple weeks after that, uh, really in mid-August, uh, those of you following crypto and stocks, my prediction is it will all increase significantly in August. It's all been sideways and dropping even over the last two months with Mars debilitated and in Gemini, the indecisive kind of both sides nature of Gemini is not so good for Mars. Uh, so yeah, Mars goes into MAGA on July 20th. Strong increase of a sense of personal power, strength, determination, direction, and leadership. Very strong time in July 20th. And Jupiter goes back through Danishta, which is again a good time for music, dance, concerts, celebrations, gatherings. Uh, Jupiter going back into this place. And it's the last time it'll be there for a while, 12 years uh, of of course, it doesn't mean it's the only time to dance or celebrate, uh, but it's like a sort of going back through uh, reviewing these limitations and structures and restrictions that have been placed on the world and uh, things with health and wellness as well. And going back over those, Jupiter goes back to this sign, this nakshatra of celebration. And then we have uh, other big events happening this month, other transits on July 7th, Mercury is in Gemini. Very strong place for Mercury to be. So it's a great month for business in general and communication in general. And then we have the new moon on July 10th. And as I'm talking here, I'm actually going to pull up the screen share. So those of you watching on the video can see uh, these transits playing out. So uh, there's a lot of things to look at on my screen if you're watching. But let's go to uh, July 1st. And uh, so the, really the first big transit is on July 7th. So I'm actually going to start there. So if you look at the top left corner of this chart, this is a South Indian style chart. And looking at the date on the top left, you see July 7th. And there is uh, Mercury going into Gemini and Rikishira. So Mercury in its own sign, very positive with the sun there. So big spotlight on 
career and work and communication and business. And look where that is in your own chart. Look where number three is in your birth chart and see what house that's affecting. But a great time for uh, business is starting to open up again. Business is starting to have events and gatherings. As we're starting to see, we had the first uh, uh, sold out rock concert in Madison Square Garden, which is one of the biggest concert venues in the world uh, recently, just in the last week or two. So that's a big deal. Now we're moving into more of that as we've been steadily moving throughout the year as I've been documenting. So then we have the next big thing is on July 10th, new moon in Gemini in Punar Vasu. This is the return of the light. Again, as I've been saying, this return of the light, return of celebration and opportunities and getting out, getting out in the sun more, especially for those of you in the Southern Hemisphere as you start to move towards the, uh, now you're moving towards your summer solstice and the slow direction that way uh, but yeah getting out more more new exciting fun fresh things uh, being out celebrating dancing singing all these things very favorable especially from july 10th next is on july 12th mercury in ardra nakshatra so this is kind of kicking off this period here for a week or two where things can be a bit intense. Mercury's in Ardra, and then on July 14th and 15th, we got Mars and Venus in that Gandanta point, which you can't see on the chart. Uh, it's not something you see on the chart, but it is this last few degrees of Cancer to the first few degrees of Leo. So as everything I've said about the impulsivity can be a factor and an issue at this time, uh, especially with Mercury and Ardra, just be careful and cautious about blowing everything up in your business and just doing anything really drastic here. But there will likely need to be some sort of big change. As I've talked about, Ardra represents storms. The god of storms is Rudra. And likely some sort of big change as Mercury is about to go through its next cycle with the nakshatras in Punarvasu itself. Uh, which I'll get to. I'll get into more detail on the specific transits of the month through the weekly horoscopes. But then we go to July 16th. And there we have Sun in Cancer, of course, for a month. And this is why I'm saying, uh, yeah, Mars is in Maga Nakshatra, ruled by the Sun. This is good. But uh, Sun is in Cancer, so not so good. So there's this Cancer influence over Mars still until August 16th or so. So yes, an increase of drive and movement and action and change, but still a little bit of delays on that, a little bit of uh, holding back. But August 16th, really powerful time. Uh, so yeah, suns and cancer from July 16th for the month. And this is a good time for uh, bringing some, bring, finding vitality through nurturing and connecting to others. Great time to spend with pets and animals, kids, family, uh, relationships, nurturing and nourishing connections. Next, on July 20th, that's that big date I talked about, a big turning point in the month. There's quite a few things happening, which I'll get into in the weekly horoscopes. But the main thing is it is it makes sense that, of course, uh, Freedom Day in UK is July 19th, right before this. So July 20th is like this energy moving forward, this uh, propulsion, this uh, everything will start to feel like we're getting momentum moving forward 
as we're doing all the other stuff I talked about, walking back these restrictions, learning about what's been happening through all of these lockdowns, it really won't be for another year. I, I just saw that the UK is in a year going to do a retrospective of how they handled the pandemic. So that won't be until Saturn is out of Capricorn in a year, which makes sense. So they'll be fully through the cycle. So we're not fully through it until April 2022. So that's still going on. And then we've got July 24th. That is the date that the full moon is in Sagittarius in Mula Nakshatra, getting to the root of our beliefs and values, which again, I've touched on here today already, but uh, this is a powerful time for, again, going into the roots of your beliefs, your values, root healing, deep core wound healing, your roots of your perspectives, your thoughts, and your religion, your spirituality. Very powerful time for that, which I'll get into again more in the weekly episode. And then on July 25th, Mercury is in Cancer. So Mercury, the planet of communication and business, moving out of its own sign at the beginning of the month into the more emotional, sensitive Cancer with the sun. So again, a great time for any sort of uh, healing work and any sort of work in relationships, communication and relationships. And that's the main stuff happening this month. And a lot of stuff I covered there and a lot more to cover as we go into the weekly horoscopes. Uh, so great month again, as I'll say, just to review five most favorable things, any sort of celebrations, music, dance, gatherings, if you're uh, wanting to do that. Of course, if you want to be at home and not do that, totally fine. But maybe just turn on some music and dance at home. Uh, number two, any sort of deep research, especially into history and ancestors and our past. And again, that video, highly recommend. Uh, that video goes back into 1961, talking about how much it's really overlapped with what's happening now. It's phenomenal stuff. Uh, number three, healing and nurturing. Sun in Pushya, uh, ruling Malga for that. So again, healing, nurturing, any sort of self-care, healing kind of stuff is great. Number four, any sort of... Uh, dealing with the root of power structures that you want to address and uh, I'll go back without the screen share there so yeah that's peaceful protest avoid the violence it can be pretty explosive and destructive based on past events and even like that mentioned that hong kong protest it was completely peaceful they just held hands in a line for miles uh, and it was similar to the soviet protest when they wanted to uh, not have communism there and they wanted to have democracy. Uh, that's what was happening in Hong Kong and they're going to do it this year, but they've been told not to do it. And the last time or last year they were going to do it, but uh, several people are still in jail now for assembling uh, during the lockdowns in Hong Kong. Of course, that a uh, lot of censorship there to an extreme. But anyway, do not partake in the violence <laughs> uh, if you want to protest things. And then number five, Reviewing, revising, restoring structures in your life, revisiting those things. Five, least favorable activities, lending money, uh, any activities that require harsh behavior, uh, starting completely new things from scratch. If it's an idea that's been in the works, that's okay. Uh, letting your inner teenager drive and being impulsive or too passionate or rash about decisions. So I hope you found this helpful. Uh, if you want to schedule a reading, my availability is limited right now, so you can book out for a couple weeks and ahead. Uh, quietmindastrology.com. 
and you can get the sign by sign for this month and hear about what is happening for you personally based on your rising and moon sign at the Vedic Astrology membership. That's at quietmindastrology.com as well. And you can also watch this on YouTube. Please subscribe there. I just started the channel recently, so I'm growing the YouTube channel of Quiet Mind Astrology. And on Instagram, at Quiet Mind Astrology. Follow me there, and you can keep up with all the updates. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you have a great July. Pretty big month. We're in a transformational time in history. So I hope you found this helpful, and look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.